You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Love. Ew. <laughs> what? I didn't even see that you did that. I didn't either. I was just going to roll with it. <laughs> this is episode 56, recorded February 15th, 2020. It's a nice topic, if you couldn't guess. Wait, is was that Crimson... the pun you've been waiting to make this whole time? Yes. <laughs> That's the whole reason we're having this episode, was that pun. Yes. Okay, sorry, I just wanted to clarify. I was waiting, uh, like, waiting I for the pun to show up. Specific pun that was it. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah, this episode is about Crimson Days. I'm your host for tonight. I am Elamist. This is Ivan. This is a very disappointed Mrs. Ivan. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, you guys keep torturing people with me. No, 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 no. I did not agree to this. This was thrust upon me by Orchid. I was just told that this was happening. There was no vote. Had there been a vote, I would have saved all of these people. (laughs) Just kidding. Yeah. Probably would have been a nice thing to do. Uh, Just because I didn't actually say it. I'm sure. You know, if you want to sit back, babe, you could just. I'm aware, but I also <laughs> I love to fall asleep. I'm laughing watching you like lean forward every time you want to talk. <laughs> it's keeping me warm. What the movement? Yes, yeah, like two inches of forward and backward movement. I love it. <laughs> Why are you? Why are you so mean? Elmas, take us into podcast news. All right, for podcast news, we encourage feedback. That can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, uh, at hey it's orchid, or at Mrs. underscore hyven. You can email us at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you find the podcast, or jump into our Discord and let us hear your unbridled thoughts. Um, you can also find. Ones. We'll take the bridled ones too. I can see your mind trying to make it. a pun or something right now, Elevist. I allow it. <laughs> um, I feel like the pun you were trying to make was like, or the groom thoughts. Like, <laughs> I was really expecting you to go there. You can also find our info at thelordnetwork.com. <laughs> Alongside many impressive lore content, con- wow, content creators. Well, yeah, alongside yeah. many impressive content creators. Jeez. Also, um, because of a, a flub that happened this past week, and a couple of the weeks prior, um, we've as a podcast have decided to move our release dates from Tuesdays to Fridays. And it's really not because of a flub. It's just because Elemist was re 
doing editing like by himself in like pretty much a day before the podcast released. So for your guys listening experience and for LMS sanity, we decided to give ourselves a little more editing time. Yeah. So we're not promising we're not promising more quality content though. So no. <laughs> just that you're gonna be able to hear it better and clearer. Just just so we'll have a Still little more time. Actually, fire. You it's all know true. Well, I was gonna say we weren't even promising better audio quality, but I guess with more time, theoretically, there will be no oops, but can't promise that. I'm just trying to figure out where you found any sanity in Elemist. Like you're one to talk. I mean, yeah, it takes hey. one to know one. Hey, hey, I've gotten sanity. I've gotten like. 16 hours of sleep over the last two nights. I feel you, man. I went to bed. At which, that's really good. Which is like the collective of I the was... last two weeks that I've had. That's awesome. Anyway. That you've slept anyway. now. <laughs> right. Like I, Orchid was getting on my case about getting some melatonin and I took it and just. You took melatonin? Was... Did you have yes. insane nightmares? No, not or as Ivan calls them nightmares. I didn't have any nightmares. Um, Dude, I had crazy. You're not the only one. I have another buddy who also yeah. They cause like crazy hallucination. The last time I took melatonin, my sister was pregnant, and I had this crazy nightmare about Willy Wonka, the Johnny Depp version, making all of these pregnant women like run this insane like obstacle course. And it just sounds like part of the movie. Didn't <laughs> right? finish right. it. They were going to be killed. But they had to do it with a post-it on their toe. And one of them was missing their post-it. And so she was going to get killed right from the start. So I had to run out of the stadium and inside to go find her post-it. So as I run out of the stadium, I end up in my high school and like run into my old English teacher's classroom and I'm trying to get post-its from her. And she, like, won't let me take the post-its. And I'm like, Mrs. Piles, wow. this is not about you. Share the post-its. I got to go save this woman's life. <laughs> All so, I know is as soon as you I started that story, the anymore. first thing that I thought of was, my willy's going wonka. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I was really distracted. But, yeah, so I don't, I don't take melatonin now. <laughs> Are you sure it was melatonin and not crack? <laughs> right. Been on fentanyl. That was a really strange dream. I was put on it after I had mono, but my mono made me not sleep. My doctor told me to start taking it as a natural supplement to help me get back on a regular sleep schedule, and it gave me nightmares then. And then I had really bad insomnia when my sister was pregnant because that's when I first started struggling with my depression, and so I tried to take it then. So I think the mix of like anxiety and the melatonin, it was just like really bad nightmares. Because even now, if I forget to take, like, my regular medicine and my anxiety is, like, spiked, I get crazy nightmares. It's weird. And I remember them. They're all very vivid. Oh, and see, I, I – the only thing that I can think of is that I got really used to being with Orchid, mm. even though it was such a short amount of time, and I haven't been able to acclimate back. Oh, I believe just that. sleeping alone. It's very different when you don't have that, like, warm body sleeping next to you. I get horrible sleep when Hyvin's out of town. The last nightmare I had, though, was Destiny-themed, and I was totally a guardian, like, in Crucible Match, like, cr- 
crawling and trying to like get little orbs for my super. But that's that's only mildly related to what we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good when you're dreaming about destiny though. Yeah. So stuff you may have missed in Destiny. We've had Crimson Days. And along with that has been the playlist or game mode crimson doubles um i didn't play any of that this this time around i have but not with anyone i knew <laughs> and playing it with so uh, like solo going in there solo is uh it goes back and forth hit and miss yeah hit and miss also apex legends dropped their duos like same time you know kind of for like the same kind of like holiday thing and so I kind of was going between and playing solo in that. For some reason, the matchmaking, because it's also skill-based, the lobbies were for some reason small. So you were going against top-ranked top competitive players. So sometimes I'd have like an Apex Predator, like which is the top-ranked on my team, and it, it would be crazy. And then some mat- and it would just be... It would be horrible. So then I'd go over to Crimson Doubles, and then I'd have some great Crimson Double games, and then I'd get wrecked. So I kind of just played between the two games, between the two doubles. But... I guess the moral of the story is actually having a partner makes doubles matches work a lot better. Yeah, I was supposed to play with him last yeah. and I fell asleep at 7. But not before, or, yeah, am I saying that phrase right? I made him Crimson Day and Mirror's Edge decorated cupcakes. as being my Crimson Double. <laughs> I actually have a buddy who's supposed to play with me tonight, but we'll see how, how late we go. Hashtag gamer wife does it right. <laughs> they were pretty good. It was, My I company. Was I was more impressed every... by the Mirror's Edge, honestly. It was so much better. Something... I was well, really... it's just like Crimson Days was current that you thought of Mirror's Edge and Mirror's Edge is what I thought at first. Um, Why? It's not like I have. It's your like go-to anything. symbol. In <laughs> know, right? What's my yeah. background again? Oh wait, that's my profile. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, so it was just hysterical. My company, we uh, close like an hour early on the second Friday of every month and we do something. And so yesterday it was decorating cupcakes. Um, And so I was like really excited to decorate cupcakes for Hyven. And, you know, everyone else is making these like really cutesy cupcakes. And I'm over here like trying to get this very specific graphic done. And everyone's like, what are you doing? And I was like, they're video games. And they were like, Okay, and I could not stop giggling because I was so excited about my cupcakes and these little like because good. I they were what would mean something to him. They were so cute. They looked amazing. And I could not stop giggling, and everyone just thought like our little nerdy relationship was precious. <laughs> yeah, she actually tried to FaceTime me while she was making them, and I did. I missed them, so when I finally tried to call her, she didn't answer, and she was like, "I'm on my way home. I have something to show you when I get back." I was like, "Is it a puppy?" She was like, no, should it be? And I was like, no, I thought maybe your sister had gotten a puppy or something. No, it's because I wanted to show my coworker, Helen, your reaction. So I just recorded you instead, and I texted it to her. But yeah, that's, Crimson Doubles. That's amazing. We've had more out-of-game Crimson Doubles. It happens to be our anniversary this month, so as of this recording, we just had a nice dinner with the family for our anniversary anyway, so... Haven't got any in-game Crimson Doubles with Mrs. Ivan, but we had real-life Crimson Doubles, so I guess that's pretty nice. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also 
the Imperium Foundation restoration still going on, so people are getting fractaline stuff. Fractaline. Methanecractaline. <laughs> I like um, that one better. As my clan calls it. Um, essentially, like, I'm just taking it and reinvesting it at this point. I'm up to like 60,000 at my tower resonance. I was just about to ask you, are you guys in the investor camp or the donate camp? Invest! Make my money, make money. I'm an investor too um, because I was like, there's no way we'll ever hit this with, unless we invest. And then they've just been hitting like the goals and like all of us investors haven't even like donated yet. So I'm like, maybe we didn't even need to invest, but then it's like nobody knows what the last thing is so maybe we do but then Bungie keeps saying donate so i've heard rumors that like people say that like Bungie knows how much fractaline we already like have and they're literally just gonna like adjust it to like the amount we have so that's why they're like just donate but i i don't know i feel like investing's the way to go if it truly is like 14 billion or something it's like gonna be like you know like all of a sudden it's just gonna turn into oh pasta salad yeah, and then all the investors are going to show up. We're going to be like, don't worry. I got proper finance. I went to business class. <laughs> <laughs> I took no, finance see, in school. See, I kind of see them. return. <laughs> I kind of see them doing all sevens across the board. Yeah, that's what everyone was saying. So it'd be I like seven be. billion, seven hundred seventy-seven thousand, blah, blah, blah. You skipped a million. But... You skipped millions. Whatever. But I can the blah, see blah, them blah, doing that. The rest, though. Yeah, I think that would be pretty funny. By the but, time you're listening to this, we might be done. But we're already on stage six, correct? As of the, yes. what's the 15th? Yep. So we're not finished with stage six, though, correct? We're like... I honestly don't know. I think we're working to get to stage six. I want to say because I just checked... The other day, and when I was playing Crimson Doubles, and it only had the it had two empty bars for what we need to fill up. I, I could check right now, but I'm pretty sure we are working to hit stage six at this point, which is why we don't know how much we need to hit for stage seven. Yeah. But by the time you listen to this, who knows? Maybe we're done. Maybe we're done. And, and honestly, I mean, the community is going to hit the goal no matter what. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's all but confirmed that we're it, that trials is about to happen, which is a whole other topic. I think we'll definitely talk about in the episode when it does come about. But like, I don't know. Just obviously, seven is like their number, but having like the seven on there for like you know like your wins and the the tower being made over the obelisk. I'm so excited. I don't even have a full on trials crew yet, but I'm so excited. I need one more. But that's even if it's going to be trials. Uh, I mean, everything's it's pointing almost to like it. All but confirmed. Everything is pointing to it, but there's nothing confirmed yet. We did have a TWAB drop, and it had a lot of details about changes that are coming to Armor 2.0 that I oh, thought were so really exciting. awesome. Yeah, right. Those are almost more exciting than whatever the heck's content's coming in the season. It's just quality of life is right. really good. Right. Like, you're going to be able to change your elemental affinity. You're going to be able to 
apply so seasonal mods for any season. Like, I'm excited about that. Yeah, that one I always, I, I just assumed that you could do that. And when you can't, I was like, well, that sucks. Like, I had uh, invested in a brand new armor set, and then I went back and did an older rate. Like, uh, I think I was just doing, like, Garden of Salvation, and I realized that I couldn't sock it in some of those raid mods because they didn't work with this current like, season of dawn armor that i had just leveled up you know because the season pass gave great state stat values and i was yeah. like what so i think that's gonna be fantastic and i think really they will have kind of eliminated those problems with them making um mo- uh like perks perk mods that kind of are all-encompassing which they did this past season for things like you know having a special ammo scavenger and have it instead of having to have specific oh weapons God, yes like those were great and now i think having the ability to change if you do want to be specific so you can just cycle between one piece of armor i think that's just great because i i understood originally when they were saying you know you have to grind one of each and it just gives longevity to the game but honestly i've only ever had like maybe two sets of armor that were fairly high stat roll and really not that good the only good stat rolled armor like 60s over 60s was the stuff I got from the season pass. So yeah, I think this is going to really bring a little bit of life into, at least for me, it'll make me actually be more interested in, I think, making builds because I'll have a little bit more freedom. And I'm, I'm right there with you because then you can change the affinity of your helmet and, you know, your chest piece can be something else. And it, it just, it adds a lot more customization. Especially for like exotics that have like a great stat roll, but they oh just have yes. long, you know, because it's not like that. That one's gonna be great. Sean, you have any thoughts on this? I know you're a you're an active you're an active player yourself. Um, the only really like I I'm kind of with you in the fact that I never actually like even though I should have, I've never really gone back and been like I need this for this. Uh. So, I mean, I've really only had, like, three sets of armor the entire time. Same. Um, it's just taken... I'd, like, I have a decent amount of time, but I definitely don't have as much time as would require to get a new set of three different affinities every single season for every single yeah. seasonal artifact, and it just wouldn't have worked. Even, yeah. Even the cost is nice, because what I've been doing is I've just been socking in those all-inclusive mods which takes up a lot of energy in your armor. So now that you could say, if you know, if I'm if I'm using a shotgun, if I could just have a shotgun scavenger instead of special ammo scavenger, well, there's more energy I could throw towards maybe having a recovery mod in Crucible. So like, I think that's going to be really nice. Not that that stuff doesn't matter in PVE, but I think like your your stats really kind of matter in PVP. At least like your recovery, recovery, your resilience, you know, mobility, that kind of stuff. And I found I was sacrificing those perks in order to get like more special ammo. So I'm kind of looking forward to a little bit of simplification. Yeah. Um, and with that being said, talking about PvP, next week is going to be Iron Banana. It's the last Iron Banana of the season. You guys going to be partaking? There's not really anything to get. I know well, I finished st- the quest, so. I'm stocking up on on tokens. That's a good idea. Mrs. Hyven, we're going to go into Iron Banana. Always. Yes. <laughs> gotta call she's going to banana that iron. Yeah, she's there to call out that heavy. 
Well, she was going to be my crimson partner, and she she didn't. It's okay. We still have a day left. Well, we had the whole week, but we had a crazy week. We got a day left. Yeah. Don't worry. By the time you guys listen to this, we, we will have had some funny moments. Anything. I think skill-based matchmaking is still in crimson days, crimson doubles, so that'll be fun for me and Mrs. Hyman to do, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, the Ladies of Lore corner. Do you have anything, Mrs. Ivan? And with that shrug, that means a no. Brief intro to the topic. Yes. We're discussing relationships in Destiny. Surprise. There's no Crimson Days lore, so we're just talking about love. Because we're guardians of love. Does that make you like the love doctor? Or just the love guardian? Or the love machine? I call love guru. I love that name. That's only if you're an exo. Then you're the love machine. So anyways. Anyway. I'm interested about this first topic. I'm going to say right away. I love that it became a love triangle instead of like separate relationships. Because eventually Mara's going to have to choose when Shirado comes out of the Nine's Void. I mean, we all know who she's going to choose. Well, why don't we get right not into asking it? Shaq What is our first five. topic? Our first topic is a love triangle or love fork. Um. <laughs> you can't call it a love fork. I'm trying to think not, of how that works. Because it's not really a triangle. Like, there's nothing between Sure and Shaxx. That's not how that works. Well, you, you technically... Yeah, when two are people are fighting with, over like, one. Yeah. Anyway. But still, they're not fighting at the same time. There's actually no fighting. So it is... He's correct. It's like two separate relationships at the same time. Still so. not a love fork. <laughs> I refuse to accept this. Term. It was an interesting concept. I'm trying to think about how it works now. So I don't know. It could be a love fork. I mean, it's like a fork in the road. Mars so you the fork. That's that was my thinking. No. no. Oh, look at that fork. That's no. some real <laughs> silverware. It's, especially, no. with the, especially with the fact that no. he forked her. That's a good point. <laughs> Okay, yeah, this is true. This this is yeah. definitely a fork. Everyone's fork in yep. Mara. Anyway, yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this love triangle involves Shurido, Marasov, and Shax. Everyone's favorite relationship. Just kidding, but it is a fun one. It's it's the love triangle that everybody talks about, but it's not my favorite. But at least the Shax Mara like, part, everyone talks yeah, about that. People who don't. Listen Not everyone knows that Mara was in a relationship. They don't probably. know about sure, really. If you listen to our podcast, you do. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, if you don't know anything about the lore, if you just play the game, you only probably know the general Mara Shack situation. Even then, that only happens in lore. Well, I mean, now they just put it on the Crimson Days. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. Video. Which I'm sure have led people to being like, huh? Yeah. So, uh, the first card is Sleepless. So we're going to get a little bit of information about this. As we said, there's not exactly a lore book. We're just reading some uh, cards that kind of hint at some of these relationships. So our first one is 
from the uh, Sleepless Rocket Launcher. Is that correct? And correct. I will be reading it. Uh, so readers. Oh, I can't read. Actually, we're doing this the good old-fashioned way, where everyone has a part. So, I will be taking Shiraito's position. I don't think you can say that either. What position would you like? <laughs> I was assigned the role. You're gonna take Mara, Mara position. Okay. And I get to take the position of the one telling the story. All right. And Elemist will come in later. Yeah, I'm the first comment, so let's just get this rolling. All right, so I'll be playing sure. Mara for Mrs. Ivan, and narrator is Sean. So, first of all, the flavor text. I see our path ahead, full of despair and hardship, and I will walk it with joy in my heart. Sure I do. Jure snorts and coughs as she wakes herself up from a sound sleep. You were drooling. Mara says. She's perched in a divian nearby. There are books open all around her. She has dog-eared dozens of pages. I was dreaming. Jure says, wiping her mouth off with the back of her hand. I saw you on a great black triangle. You split it in two with your bare hands. Mm-hmm. And I was dead, I think. She cracks her neck with a deliciously loud pop. Or trapped? Like in a maze, but pretty close to figuring my way out. Mm-hmm. Jure stands up to stretch. She does not mind that Mara's not listening. Let her read. And there was another woman with you. On the triangle? Mara murmurs. Mm, yeah, she was helping. Then your brother showed up and... She shakes out her arms, frowning thoughtfully. The dream is already fading. He said... Tropia. Or maybe it was... Uh... Tropical? Anyway. So, I, I, I love this entry. Like, they are so domestic. Um, sure wakes up from a, a dream where Mara was literally on a great black triangle, which... Now that we've dun, dun, been to dun, the moon. Hardcore foreshadowing at the time. Right? Like, this came out with Forsaken. So the moon stuff hadn't happened yet. Now, my question is, since Sure actually dreamt about the, the triangle or the, the pyramid ships, do you think that this is actually a premonition? Yes. So I guess for, you know, a little bit of black backstory as Mrs. Hyven mentioned before i guess if you don't know about shirado and mara then you, i guess you might be confused so we want to like fill them in a little bit about where the relationship started obviously we're not going all the way back to the big well we could but just a quick overview i would I think say one of you, you guys more should take in detail out. we have some episodes about that um i don't know i believe it's 
in the Marasena where their story begins and then yes. it continues into the Awoken of the Reef. Yep, yep. Yep. But for just some initial backstory, they started out enemies, ended up working together and then became yeah. so lovers. Shirido was her first Queen's Wrath, so her right-hand woman and it's t- to be believed that they formed a pretty close relationship. Well, it's never specifically stated, but it's made pretty obvious. And as we see in this, now at this point, it seems as if they're just kind of, like you said, almost like a an old married couple just going through the woke yep. up from my nap, you're sitting there reading kind of thing. And um, we also talked about in those lore books in those past episodes how Shira, uh doesn't exactly die, but goes missing. Um, and, you know, it's she's called pretty much dead. But there's like a disappearance linked to the nine. So for me, I thought this was like a premonition, a kind of a specifically the part where she talks about how she's almost she was trapped, but pretty close to figuring her way out. I think that's why I think it's a premonition, because when we first kind of learned about Shira, it was kind of as if she had just died. And then we get that little bit of information. Maybe she's still alive somewhere. You know, we've we've talked about that in the past. Um, and I think mm-hmm. this is like perfect. I think like they introduced, hey, this character that we've hinted about, she's not completely dead. You guys think she might come back and we're going to kind of like hint at that. And at the time, I didn't have any idea about the triangles. But now it's like, I think it's very. Now, cool. whenever you whenever you hear black triangle, that's on the forefront of your mind. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, who do you think the other woman is in, in Shur's dream? I have a headcanon. Yeah. I mean, the last thing Mara said before she disappeared in game was um, more or less that she was going to talk to the exit stranger. It was no longer a stranger. but I 100% think it's the Emissary of the Nine, just because they've been working together and sure also has disappeared having something to do with the Nine. We've literally seen them in the throne world conversing, so... That's my thought. And see, uh, Mrs. Hyvin, do you have a thought? Nope. Okay. So, <laughs> my thought is Eris. Because the two are working together. Eris is the queen's, essentially the queen's hunter. Okay, these are all three very good points. Yeah, now that they've been said, um, I'm excited <laughs> to see who's right whenever we find this out right it's gonna be amazing all three of them have valid like reasons behind like why each of you chose them all three of them are different now we sit and wait and there's the hard part i think probably the most possible you know she didn't meet with the emissary but they kind of do like a behind the scenes kind of thing sean's thought of like the extra stranger she does like specifically quote the extra stranger but same thing. It was in that time period of Forsaken, like mine was. I think based off of current um, like history, what's going on with the triangle ships and everything, I think Eris, especially with her getting some new power, I think Elemist's theory might be pretty spot on. But I also want to know how in the world this all happens. She's going to split these pyramid ships with her bare hands. Yeah, should be interesting. And also, how in the world is sure 
trying to find her way out. If it has to do with the nine, that's, that's all I care about. Literally, yeah. that's it. Yeah. This is my favorite Destiny couple. But the only thing is, if Sure finds her way out, she'll take her gauntlets back, and I like those things. Both <laughs> keepers oh, are I'm, nice. Her bow too. I'm Same sure she'll let you have take them. Good stuff back. What you Yeah, say? but Shax took the raised lighter. <laughs> that was ours. That was never his. That was never his. I mean, now, if I'm not it. mistaken, in some of the research mm, we I did collected for this it episode, all. Um, one of the other interesting things about Sure and Mara are that they were the first um, LGBTQ uh, relationship in Destiny. The second being Devram. No, they were Devram and Mark were around before. According to the research I read, Devram and Mark were second. Mark. I don't know why. Mark might have been, but it was known. Uh, we knew Devram from. Well, they did not say everything. character; they said relationship. Okay. In the research that I did. I uh, guess it's my. Uh, I guess my. Yeah, you're right. I guess it's maybe would have been the first that was uh, shouted out. For me, it's like yes. Devram and Mark existed long before. <laughs> but I see what you're saying. It was the first time it was specifically stated in like cards or game or lore. It, it was. It was the first that was specifically stated. Um, but if we look back at releases, knowing what we know now, Waning and Ariana. Oh, that's true. That was all the way in Destiny 1. That was in The Dark Below. That one was actually stated back. That's true. But like, well, she did say Destiny 2, I think. Did you say Destiny 2? Just say Destiny 2. In Destiny. Yes. Your fact. But like, yeah, Destiny I, 1. I could there. see how people could see that one as kind of like getting revenge for your best buddy. It's true. Because they never really dove into the relationship. They just dove into the revenge aspect. Yeah. Well, do we want to comment on actually, this is the Crimson Days episode. So now we're just getting into backstory. But I guess we're here to what? Talk about their relationship. Any? What I was doing. I was yeah, to anything you want more to discuss about, their about these two, what makes them special before we move on to the whole Mara and uh, Shaq's kind of thing. Any comments on just the relationship between Shore and Mara? I and think I, my only is they're well. like a pretty awesome combination. Yeah. They're forced to be reckoned. They're my favorite couple in Destiny for sure. Um, you'll hear me talk about them in the Mara Sana episodes as well. Um, I think they're very interesting because of just how well rounded of a relationship they are. If you go back and listen to those episodes and really hear about how they started, I mean, they literally started out with like sure trying to murder Mara so there's a lot of um just like movement and uh change throughout their relationship um and how they get to this place of like respect for one another as like the adversaries that they are to one another and then move into these other positions where she's the queen's wrath and then eventually into a relationship so it's a very like dynamic well-rounded relationship not mentioned, uh, they're one of the longest relationships. They work together in the uh, distributory for yeah hundreds of so, years. So they got a lot uh, of backs, and they're okay. telepathically connected, so that kind of helps. So I think it's just a very interesting one, and then also as like being such a hopeless romantic that I am, knowing that there is this chance that sure could come back, and the when, and the if, and the how. Um, 
it really makes me kind of cling to this relationship just to continue to see how it further develops. Like it already has so much development. And if this lore card is any indication, it's not completely done. Look, we I, I've just decided we all know that sure is a badass, right? So mm-hmm. Mrs. Hyvin won't get this, but Sean and Elemis might. What if all of a sudden you hear in the radio, Mara on your right. And then she comes through a portal of the nine and they all start fighting. <laughs> Ooh. Just like in game. That'd be good. Ooh. It would have you to be. Remember, at the end you remember of the what I'm talking about? So how awesome that was? In game. Yeah. Yeah. It sure is just like Mara on your right. And next thing you know, she just pops through, like steals um, Wish Ender off of like out of our hands and then just starts like going at the enemy. That would be be intense. She's right. going to be an interesting fighter. Hell, we, I mean, we'll get into it, but I didn't even think about the fact Sh- Shax is a pretty badass dude. But honestly, sure might even be more so. And then if we could get Wei Ning back, we could put the three of them in a cage. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, now I'm going. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. With yes. Yes. Oh my God. Shax already Jello? lost one horn. He doesn't need to lose another. <laughs> We'll bubble wrap the horn. <laughs> and no, speaking of the horn. I'm see his character. Oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of the horn. <laughs> I'm going to be covering Mark of the Great Hunt. Flavor text reads, I wish to be feared. Mara stared at the wall of wishes. She had no more bargains to make. Her plans were in motion. There was nothing left but the weight. She pulled a sidearm from a hidden holster and cracked a dozen rounds into the wall. The cosmic balance shifted. Somewhere in the Dreaming City, Riven heard the Queen's wish, and a thousand shrieking tears... Sorry. Somewhere in the Dreaming City, Riven heard the Queen's wish, and a thousand shrieking tears in reality cut through the space in front of her. Lord Shax suddenly blocked Mara's view of the wall. Yes, and we'd all be dead! He was screaming at no one, with a mug of caffeine in his fist. He started almost spilling his coffee. Where are we? Mara slapped the mug out of his hand. It shattered on the floor. She shoved a weathered book in his face. I told you, there would come a time when I collect for the Reef Wars. Read this. Out loud. No one tells me what to do, he said, grabbing the book and incinerating it in a bolt of striker lightning. I can recite the Tempest by heart. And he did. Mara sat and listened. They stayed for a long time. The helmet stayed on. Oh, yes, guys. The helmet stayed on. Everyone's favorite quote. Right. Okay, we can we just start off with discussing how whimsically not I mean that's not the right word, but how how easily Mara just makes wishes with Riven. Just oh yeah. Just wish well, Riven, bring me shacks. I mean, that is one that's the asleep. easiest booty call you can get. Frivolous. Right. Frivolous. frivolous. Yes, frivolous. such frivolous witches. Wishes. Like that is just that kind of just cracks me up. And I just love that, like, it's literally the calm before the storm. And her last thought is, I want Shaxx. 
I mean, yeah. I just find it hilarious that he uh, just screams at Crucible matches just with a bunch of caffeine in his hand, a bunch of coffee. That makes a lot more sense now. Just yeah, always right. drink coffee while he's uh, commentating. He's always ready to jump on someone like a spider monkey. That's right. I just want to note how fun it was to read his lines. Because it's hilarious. Just imagine him appearing out of nowhere, just screaming. I'm sure that, I mean, that's probably why Mara gives him no heads up. She wants to see him acting a fool as he shows up. Right. Um, I've had two curiosities about this, though. One, how did he get back? Did she send him back on a shuttle? And maybe another two, wish. I would suspect so. And two, whenever he cracks the, the book with a thing of lightning, is it just like lightning come down from the sky, or is it just out of his fist? Well, it was striker lightning. So I would suspect that it was straight from him. That's what I was thinking, but I wasn't entirely sure. And... It's because of this lore entry that we know that the say it with a dawning gift entry is Shaxx. Because he talks about how he ruined this woman who he's fancying. Um, he ruined her book and he wanted to get a replacement for her. Yes, I mean, it, indeed. And that is a pretty hilarious card by itself. I don't think we're reading that. That is the one where he's asking what is if a uh, card is a good gift, and then he says it, it we was, also um, get the hints that well she likes bows. Is that a good yes? Gift? Yes. Um, and you can listen to that on episode eight if you want to hear it full and unedited. All right. Then should we move on to our next entry? Yeah. So our next one is the vow. Uh, I'm not sure how we're introducing these, since, but uh, I guess since I'm the first one written on here, I will be playing Arsite. I will be doing Shax. I get to tell the story again as the narrator. Uh, I guess I'm reading the flavor text since I'm Shax. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> My Shax will not be as good as Elmas, so, like, I'm not even going to try. Just a heads up. <laughs> um, so, flavor text. Till death do us part, Lord Shax. In the courtyard of the tower, Lord Shax stares out at the last city. He puts his foot up on the railing and sighs. Our site 9940 knows Shax's moods because they are his own moods. He... Sidles up to Shax and follows his gaze to the horizon. What's on your mind, boss? He asks with the friendly rhythm of a local bartender. Shax is quiet for a long time, but Arsite is indifferent to the passage of time. When Shax speaks, it is with a deep, sobering gravity. Today, he says, I will marry them all. Hours later, after Arsite has finished Tying off the bouquets and gathering the doves from the mountains beyond the city, Shax addresses the courtyard. Guardians. He booms. These crimson days are a time to renew our bonds to one another. We gather together. We remember what we owe each other. We declare our love. He holds up a bow for the crowd to see. 
Bring your fiery passion to the crucible. Prove your devotion to your bond. He pauses. To those of you who win this bow, I offer my hand in marriage. Take it or leave it. Our sight releases the doves. Someone screams. Doves have not been seen in the last city for a long time. This is such a mess. <laughs> right? Like, this is in direct relation to everything we've read so far about Shax and Mara. Okay? Like, the reason it's a bow. It's because he was gifting a bow to Mara. But she's dead now. <laughs> you know, air quote, dead. Um, technically, by by his own admission... Or she just turned him down. <laughs> she said, thanks, but no thanks. I don't need your problem. Right, right. Um, and technically, by his own admission, I am now married to Shax. Well, that's hey. why he says, I will marry them all. It's about sex. I'm married to Shax. What you talking about? Ooh, here comes that cage match with Jello, y'all. Maybe, see, so yeah, it's like, I totally see it. It's like he gets dumped by Mara, so he takes the gift and says, I'm giving it to the first person who wins this thing. You can win my love. I just like that. That's kind of how I see it. He was so theatrical about it, that he had doves. And then because doves weren't normally seen or hadn't been in a long time, just someone screams. It freaked people out. In mine, though, in my mind, it wasn't the doves. It was, who's ready to fall in love with Shax? Ah! And, like, someone in the crowd just, like, you know. Someone threw their panties at Shax. Exactly. That's what I'm Are you ready, Guardians? Ah! What if it's the parents of those kids that Shax helped helped teach how to throw a snowball? What? Or was dodgeball. it dodgeball? No, dodgeball. It was dodgeball. My, my, my apologies. We're, we're, we're going to have to cover that one later, too, because that one's amazing. <laughs> um, and I just, I, I love how, how our site is such a good companion for Shax. What's like, on your mind, boss? Right. Like, <laughs> you can just tell when Shax is in a mood. I do like how it brings out in there um, something that um, a lot of people don't often think about it. It's that the frames pick up, kind of like if you have someone you spend a lot of time with, the frames pick up on that and they kind of adapt that into their programming, uh, which is why the Reef used to wipe their frames every single, like every time something like that would pop up. Um, but it brings out that Arsite knows his m- moods because they're his moods. Right. And I, I honestly, I think that's it on my end. Yeah. We, we see the full love triangle that's happened. Yeah. I mean, that one card is the only bit of uh, acknowledgement we get towards Shax from Mara. Um, and then, as we, we referenced the uh, Dawning Delights card, where he's kind of infatuated her after that. So, I mean, that's kind of it for those two. And we know that Cher and Mara had a real relationship. So, 
But yeah, yeah. I, was, I think that really covers that one. Plot twist. Mara didn't quote unquote fake die to get into Oryx's throne room. She did it to get out of this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> she was never in one. Mara would just kind of be like, be gone. <laughs> she was like, this guy will not leave me alone. I'm gonna go fake my own death. Ugh, might as well get a throne room while I'm doing it. But see, like that that's the thing, is everybody's looking at this relationship like and arguing who Mara should be with. Mara argument. Mara doesn't want to be with Shax. She's just, he's just her plaything. Exactly. It's a one sided like, relationship. Although Shaxx, you thought it sad. wasn't because you thought they were giving an after sex high five. That is totally what you would do in a relationship that is not like a great that is one. not emotional. No, yeah, that's you, why the you tell him to go away or like move on. Like no, one night you stand like high five. I don't know anyone who high fives after sex. Like what in the world? I nah, never mind. I'm not even gonna comment right now. Oh, no, no I don't high five you after sex because I'm not trying to send you on your way. You don't give anyone what? What is that? Is it, no? It's like the equivalent to a good game. Smell on the face. yeah. Like that's <laughs> not a thing. No, it's a it's a. That's exactly the kind away. of like non-emotional relationship she has. No, it's more of a just like, you just wave them off. All right, I've had my fix. Now go. Exactly. I just, Ooh, the idea it's of like, an after all right, sex good game, buddy. Now head yeah, out. Nobody game, does bro. that. I had you this time, but uh, maybe you'll get me next time. No, that, kind of thing. that is not. <laughs> oh my God. No, and, and Sean brought up a good point. The helmet stayed on. Who, like, it never That's said. It's non-emotional right there. It, it oh, never yeah. said that he tried to take it off. But, like, I could see him trying to take his helmet off and her being like, no, keep it on. Because she wants it as impersonal as possible. Who knows? She just but, liked his poetry. But poor Shax, like, he doesn't see it as a booty call. He, he's going to get... And, like... The whole reason for the, the Val lore card is because his heart got broken. Poor Shax. He's just a big softy in reality. He is. Right, should we move on to our next couple? This is actually my favorite couple. So, uh, to summarize, Ariana and Waning, um, they both end up dying to Crota. Um, waning through the great disaster and Ariana 3 because she was a part of the first Crota fire team and the only survivor out of that was Eris. See episode 38 um, for that. Yep. But some of the romance before their untimely demise comes to us in the form of the star-crossed mark. I'll be covering Waning. I'll be Ariana. Flavor text reads, You don't even have to ask. I follow you to the end of the galaxy. Waning. Come on. Let's get it back out of here. Those fallen are, aren't going to punch themselves. In a minute. I um, I wanted to show you something. 
Oh, what's in the bag? Only one way to find out, isn't there? Open it. A new mark? A new mark that... Huh. This looks familiar. Ariana, are you regifting? It's cut from my old robes. I thought... Well, I thought your old one looked a little ragged. It's very soft. It's not that soft. I thought your old one looked a little ragged, and this would be a good way to, uh... Dress me up? Just kidding. Go on. What is it? Way, will you join my fire team? That's the way to get to someone's heart. Give <laughs> them cosmetics. See, it's beautiful. Give do you do you think they got down on one knee whenever they like to put the mark on? <laughs> I thought of it as more like, Will you be my Valentine? That's what I was thinking too, but I just wanted to make the Will you join my fire team, Joe? Um, it's quite interesting though, the fact that uh like this would have been the very beginning of them becoming a fire team. Mm-hmm. And also for them, like fire for for guardians in game, usually fire teams, as from what we know, they like stick together mm-hmm. for pretty much all missions. Um, unlike us, because we have lots of friends in game, or you don't have any friends because you don't have a fire team, whatever. But like that was like it's like a kind of like a real commitment for them. So I think that's pretty interesting. Now we don't know who their third wheel is, I don't think, but they at least got it. Who says you need a fire team of three though? Right. Right, you can two man things. Mm-hmm. Nightfall. There's a uh, a bounty for that this uh, in this event. Yep. There is indeed one that I will not be doing because I don't have anyone to play with. <laughs> All right. Well, does anyone have anything to say on this one? This one's pretty straightforward. This is just them like. This is all just their their cutesy stuff. Yeah, and all of our like long pauses are just because that is actually in the card where somebody was like too embarrassed to talk or shy so they're mm-hmm. totally like early on couple kind of thing they're like super interested well at least it's all it that seems puppy that, love exactly Ariane is kind of like will you be my friend do you like me and of course Wayneen is kind of like really forward but, uh, but yeah it worked out for him I actually have a um a comic version of this because somebody drew it up and I was like, this is amazing. And I don't remember the artist. I'm going to have to look for the artist to give them proper credit. But, um, but like it's this entire lore card as an actual drawn out comic. Nice. Yep, yep. And there's also a one that we won't cover, but there's a, the sad, there's a sad card that was released in, um, Shadow Keep, one of the uh, the dead ghosts of Ariana, where she's mourning the loss of uh, waning, and then of course you have the is it one of the Hellmouth cards where she's basically torturing the wizard, saying, and she sees so. the vision of waning being um, basically tortured. So we have I think there's it actually, is one of the Hellmouth ones, and we covered that. 
Yeah, we have. There's a lot of there's a lot of cards of of their relationship. It's sad. It's a sad one, being as they both die. Um, but it, we're it's kind some of, of the happier parts. It's kind of like, and I'm I'm going back to Halo for this. It's kind of like the story of Reach. Like you knew going into the game what the end result was going to be. Yeah, that's a good point. Like reading all. Ariana and Way's cards, you know what the end result is going to be. So it's literally about the journey. Yeah, for sure. Well, should we continue on with their jury? Sounds good. Two. Okay. This one is Ariana's Vengeance. Uh, the flavor text is Way, I will see you again. But first, I have work to do. Ariana 3, before entering the Hellmouth. Jue Ning. More than anything, I hate the idea that we will be remembered as a tragedy. That's not true. I reserve that distinction for the monster that took you from me. But I know it's what you would hate the most. You, who were always so full of laughter. So now, in this moment, as the ship named for my vengeance flies me and five others to Luna. I will remember the happy times. Our first meeting in the Tower Saloon? You made the glasses clatter. You brought, you bought three rounds for the entire room. Hanin introduced us. You sat me down next to you and plied me with questions about storm trances. All things that on any other night would have annoyed me. But that night, because it was you, I knew then and there that I never wanted to be without you. I think this one perfectly sums up the relationship. Like, she only talks about the good points. And she makes it a point by saying, you know, I hate the idea that we will be remembered as a tragedy. That's not true. So, like, I'm looking forward to seeing more about their relationship as if the Lord develops. Ever, like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's so many characters that we've kind of seen, like, the finality of them that could have so much backstory. As you just were talking about, like, reading a book like, you know, like Reach. and So, like, you know, standalone books on stories that we already know. And they're some of the, like the most amazing stories we can get. So especially the fact that Pahanin introduced them. So we know that they had a pretty relationship going pretty far back. Because Pahanin um, was part of the first the Vault of Glass team. First Vault of Glass yep. team. It was also killed by uh, Dredge and Yor. So I mean, we're going, we're going pretty far back. And then they didn't lose each other until, you know, the Great Disaster when Crota came around. So they had a they had a good run, as you said. You can focus on some of their, their happier moments. We just don't have a lot of them. In lore, at least. Which is why I'm I'm looking forward to it, because I want to hear more. They are my favorite couple. Very nice. Well, should we move on to the next couple? Sounds good. Uh and that would be Devram and his partner Mark. Uh, the relationship is that they are Hawthorne's parents, um, adopted parents. Uh, 
and that was discovered in the Dawning Delights lore entry, Our Choices Define Us. And if you want to hear that, go back to our episode seven. Um, this sets him as the second LGBT character introduced in game. The first being Mara. They raised uh, Soraya Hawthorne after she was orphaned. And we even have a quote here uh, from Destinypedia. My dear Mark, I am toasty warm, I assure you. Though, um, you might send me more tea. And those are some idle dialogues. If you stand around Devrim enough, you'll hear him talk about Mark. Yep. Mm-hmm. There have no other information about. I'm sorry. They're a gay couple who took in a, a woman off the street, a child off the street, and I mean, it's it's ironic to me because the heterosexual relationships are much more rare in the game, and and lore. But yeah. like, I mean, we don't we don't have a lot of relationships. Like, that's not like the main focus for right. Destiny. So you're right. A lot of the ones that we are, you know, Destiny has a great, um, what like all inclusive kind of thing. In my opinion, they try exactly. to have a little bit of something for everyone. So yeah, this is this is just one more example of that. And I don't just mean relationship wise. I mean like I think like the game in general tries to be inclusive for everyone. The same way like the holidays are not one like one theme they're almost they're these new holidays in game that are kind of themed right a period of time so i think they do a great job with that and this is just another example right um and i think it was actually green-eyed music lover uh, one of our friends at focus fire chat who posted on twitter about her thoughts on lgbt uh characters in game and it's it's not that the characters are blatantly, you know, LGBT. It's just they're a character and they're living their lives and they just happen to be. Yeah, I think they do a fine job of uh, not putting in, as you know, some people would say, like the token character. Of course, it exactly. makes me just think of uh, South Park. But they're literally just characters with stories and they just happen to be who they happen to be. And I think that's a really nice way of inserting any type of character into a game. Um, you know, you're not trying to force something to meet a quota, you know, you know, I know some people will get, you know, frustrated, you know, sometimes maybe like in a, in something like, you know, like comics where you have an established character and they try to change the role, whether it's for a movie or something. Um, but like this is, they made a brand new story. They were not trying to change anything and they just threw in great characters and, uh, just kind of did what they needed with them. So it's really cool to see how they have a a little bit of everyone, a little bit of everything for everyone and yeah destiny's not like a relationship game but as you see here there's a there's a good number of them and we're not even covering all of them i wouldn't say right like we're not even touching on the actual friendships or you know the the various partnerships of of like fire team members or anything we're not covering any flings that we find 
Anna Anna Bray we do it has a reference to having a relationship that's not really discussed in game. Actually, that that's in the um, the comic. If you uh, read those, those are produced by Bungie, but those yeah. are out of game. Um, of course, you can't even get into all of the uh, relationships between Guardians and their ghosts. Um, not necessarily romantic relationships, but Crimson Days is not about just romantic relationships. Um, just listening to um, oh my goodness, Osiris and Sagira banter, it's just always fun. They're like it's an like old a, married an couple. Old, hardcore. Exactly. Oh my gosh, exactly always. Listening to them when you do the strikes, when Sagira's just talking about how we got to clean up Osiris's mess, and then Osiris like going off like, Sagira, the Guardian's got this. Exactly. My apologies. It won't happen again. Yeah. Yes, it will. Uh, so great. <laughs> I don't know. My favorite's whenever you hear, uh, whenever you hear uh, Ikora and her ghost talking. Oh, wait, you don't. Oh, wait. That one time. Right, we have some <laughs> bad relationships, too. Yeah. Like, I looked into that one. Like, they actually have it listed out that they hadn't spoken to each other years? in like no it was like more than or something that? crazy like that it was something stupid it was 22,303 days 61 years yeah how do you they, function there's no um like like guardian like I wonder Argos never shuts up well now now the only thing that I can think of is that because she's in the tower, she has not had to get, have, she has not gotten rezzed, so there hasn't really been a need. Right. Man, that's a long time to be stuck in someone's backpack for. I feel right. sorry for good old ghost. Well, my question is, how was it just that Ikora stopped responding and the ghost was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll talk to you again here in a second. Or was it like the ghost tried to continuously talk to her and then eventually just gave up? My feeling is probably the latter, actually, and it makes me sad. Actually, I think it's more of like they got into an argument, mm-hmm. and she was like, fine, don't talk to me. Yeah. They have differing viewpoints on, like, just everything kind of thing. On, like, Osiris and Osiris <laughs> and the Vex and Osiris. So let's just move on. Um, speaking of friendships, we've got Nadia and Shinobu. Um, they had a friendship before Shinobu became a guardian, and they had a friendship that like really tested them after she became a guardian. Um, and that was because of the um the chattering bone lore tab. That one, it's the the dragon tea party. That that's an interesting relationship because they knew each other before they were guardians, and then they do do believe one of them. There's there's a card where one of them has been raised as a guardian, and then it is to be assumed that only guardians went out during the great Ahamkara hunt. So we'd assume that both of them were guardians at that point. Well, so. Shinobu's story starts with her death. Yeah. That's the first thing we get. And Nadia already was a guardian at that point. 
Oh, is that what it was? I forget. But yeah, it was it was just kind of interesting that the two of them were able to remember each other only because they they're they're basically their friend was there to tell them who they were when they came back as a guardian. So it was it's was very interesting right. relationship. We don't it, have any relationships that like before guardian and after guardians things just like continued on. So this is a really kind of a strange one, but it's also kind of cool. Well, and like it, Nadia, like I said earlier, Nadia was a guardian before meeting Shinobu. They became friends. Shinobu died, became a guardian. And then Nadia was like, well, you've got diaries that you kept. You want to be on my fire team? And they just stuck together for years until the great Ahamkara hunt. And that's the last we've heard of them. Um, and that one was pretty... If you don't remember, we covered that one. I don't remember what episode. Nine. Okay. Before we were Guardians. Okay, That's a really, really deep one. Uh, because that was an Ahamkara like, impersonating... Um, Shinobu's mother. Shinobu's mother. And Nadia kind of being there like, you know what we're here for. I know this representation of your mother is like spot on but it's not and we have to kill it like that that's some that's some serious friendship to get through that you know so regardless we don't have a lot about like if they had any type of romantic relationship necessarily but for the most part they were a a fantastic fire team you can't go wrong and say like how who, who who would be a better friend than someone who helps you remember who in the world you are teaches you how to be a guardian and then is there for you during like one of the craziest like times i would think the great amkara hunt had to be you have to imagine that like the amkara got to some guardians oh yeah maybe they only sent out the elite guardians but like yeah well and and even then like in that tea party um nadia waited for shinobu to say do it Mm -hmm. like nadia had that much respect for shinobu and everything she was going through yeah, well, we don't really have much other information on them. Um, no. We have one more individual on here. And this is more of a footnote, kind of. Um, Hawthorne. She doesn't have an actual relationship, but in the Glad Tidings lore book, or lore tab, um, she's helping an elderly lady about the age of 85 and the lady's trying to set Hawthorne up with her granddaughter and then of course she does have uh, and we have the example of an adoptive family with Mark and Devram so that's also kind of a a cool yep. situation once again something unique in 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 Destiny yeah and then I as I mentioned we also get some information from Anna Bray Really, those I find it hilarious that actually the dawning cards give us a lot about a lot of information about relationships. I find it very interesting that everyone talks to um, Eva. Eva. Yeah, yeah. Like she knows about she heard about Anna. She heard about like Shax and his whole thing. Like there was someone else. I just find it she you know she's the the old lady who's got the wisdom and. Uh, the good head on her shoulders to so if you need any relationship advice guys go to Eva Levante. Eva Levante well I don't know I think that's it there's like we said this is a shorter episode there's not a lot of 
in-depth relationships in Destiny. Uh, but does anyone have anything else they want to comment on? Uh, we could briefly go into the whole Anna Bray and Cameron bit. Sure. You, have, you can go for it. I don't have comics, any of it up right now. I can pick it up, but... I, I don't either. Um, this is mostly from memory. Oh, man. Shoot so, the cuff. Right. So, Anna is in a relationship with a woman named Cameron. Um, stuff happened leading up to Warmind. Cameron got injured. And Anna just kind of took off for Mars. Um, then the the storyline of Warmind happened. And in the very next dawning, when we actually gave Anna, um, you know, whatever cookie was given to her, I think it was Javelin something, we got a lore entry about Cameron talking to Ava Levante, asking about what the perfect gift would be for someone who's on Mars, and, you know, if she could send all these supplies. Yep, yep. And uh, we were just talking about inclusivity earlier. I do believe, because in the comic, that we actually see that they have an interracial relationship, not to mention yep. we've seen interspecies relationships. As far as we know, Shax is not an Awoken. Um, and... I don't know if we have any human exo relationships, but for the most part, once again, Destiny does a pretty good job of you, as you would imagine, in the future through a golden age when you got all these different like races and stuff. There's gonna be uh, some some commingling and some friendships and some relationships. So I just think that that's a once again a good call to like you know even though Destiny is centered around like a war torn future, they still. <laughs> Pardon me, Sean is being hilarious right now. Uh, but I, 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 I lost my point. Either way, yes, in a war-torn environment, we still see the idea of a... You know what, I'm just done. You guys are killing me right now. <laughs> oh, man. Either way, I like the, the inclusivity of all these relationships we've discussed um how we've had friendships we've had relationships with with death we've had breaking up um waiting for people to return like we got a pretty for for a game that is not in any way like any type of romantic like right. genre at all like it's, it's a first a, person shooter yeah it's a first person shooter but it's just such a full game that we have like all of that so once again props to Bungie to for creating a proper universe, not just a game you log in, shoot some aliens, and log out. So that's another reason why I appreciate the lore, because when you build up the lore, you have a little bit more of appreciation for the game. And you know a little bit more what's going on, and then people like Sean Jones can make some some nice, uh, ridiculous <laughs> references in chat every once in a while. I try my best. That was a pretty good one. I'm sorry. But yeah, I, I want to know a little bit more about exos and relationships. We know they got feelings. Yeah. But yeah, we don't they had to have at least a few um at least a few of like the human idiosyncrasies in order to not have some uh D R time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they still have 
certain, uh, you know, like affection for individuals. That's that's interesting. Oh, I have one we didn't we didn't really. Petra and Cade, do they have something going on there? They were at least right. really close for a while when they were wrangling up uh, people in the prison. Right. I kind of always favored seeing if anything would come from them. Not even just like a romantic relationship necessarily, but just like them almost being like a... They were kind of like a fire team. I know that Cade, Zavala, and Ikor are technically a fire team, but I thought that was kind of cool. I, I agree with that. Like, I kind of got this this vibe that either they were very close to being best friends or there was something romantic there, but it was still in like the early stages. Yeah, at least like a mutual respect for like... We're both kind of like badasses and we can like really get along in our mutual like ready to just get stuff done. And their their mutual weirdness. It's true. Because like she was very, the thing. you know. What thing? Right. Because like a prison break is going on. Cade's like, hey, do the trick. And she just takes five seconds to rotate the knife with like and do it again later space magic and i love that that's like that's like a thing like they have enough of a relationship that he knows some of the yeah the space magic right yeah or just her like just i just love the moment when he's riding down that giant like generator or whatever that piece and she just is like what the you can just see her mouth like i just love you Uh see her talking and I just like that relationship, even in a moment right before, like the saddest moment like we've had in game of his like untimely death, like they were still just like goofing around. I just thought their relationship was just like so like fun and like whimsical, but also like, you know, it's it's it, it was Cade, but it was Get real stuff done. It's real, but it's always fun. And it was just, yeah, that was a good relationship. And unfortunately, as far as we know, it was cut to an end quite short. But um, no, that's another one I would have liked to see a little bit more of. Who knows? I always hold out hopes that maybe there'll be a, a little bit of rebirth of Cade someday. I, one, I doubt I feel, it. Uh, just one. I feel like whimsical is your word of the word of the night there, Ivan. That one I actually um, meant whimsical. I did not. I meant frivolous <laughs> earlier. <laughs> but the way I think about them is um, if you've ever had someone that you uh, that you can kind of let your card down to. Um, because if you go back to like the flare or like the uh, narration that Petra gives us in D1 or D2, it's all very to the point, very very serious. But then whenever we were with Cade, it was it was kind of that joking almost environment of, all right, you guys go that way, I'm gonna go this way, and yeah, let's have some fun. Yeah. Well, I think we're about wrapped up for the night. Yep, I can't think of any other of note um, in my mind. So, shout-outs. Um, Ishtar Collective, as always. I'm going to shout-out my brother. He's been my, my Crimson Day partner um, for the entire week, so far at least. Um and you know what? I'm also shouting out my clan because I'm I'm gonna have quite a bit of shout outs. Uh, shouting out my clan because I am now Riven's Bane. My like 
we didn't even actually have the title for more than like 30 minutes and we were like all right what next so now i'm going for blacksmith and my like i'm specifically calling out my fire team there shout out to sean thank you for being my crimson day partner on the podcast i mean mine too this is kind of a love triangle now mine left so i mean a love fork Let's get this right. Oh, She's yes, not here. Right. We're having a great... She can't, she can't right, guys. anymore. This is, this, is, this is some good forking. <laughs> and lastly, shout out to Orchid. She couldn't be here tonight because she has a concert. I think she's um, going to enjoy listening to this. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, she, she'll have fun with it. Be good to know that that her man's in a, in a love fork. <laughs> uh, come on. I have a, as much emotion for you as I do for Hyven. So it is a triangle. Oh. That's a true triangle. We all have affection for each other. It's true. True. It's not gay if it's in a three-way. As long as there's right. some honey in the middle. That's true. We need some honey. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. You finish, you finish your <laughs> shout-outs. I'm getting yeah, away. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to my love triangle here, Elemist and Sean. And whatever honey fits in there. Um, thank you, Sean, for coming on and uh, coming through this insanity with us. And then shout out, of course, as you mentioned, to Orchid. And she could not be here, but she's uh, hopefully having a good time still. She's uh, She's busy enjoying life and yeah. um also of course shout out to mrs hyven uh of course i have to shout her out because not just because it's crimson days but it is also our anniversary coming up so uh, we had a very nice dinner before this recording with my family as they took us out but i look forward to when we go out for our anniversary dinner in about a week um, so it's gonna be a fun week for us because that's when we'll be doing um, a lot of podcasting. Yeah. We'll also be having a nice dinner. So it'll be a very busy time. But a shout out to to the wife. Yeah, we're going to be doing a lot that weekend. That we are. I just realized she's she's not here, so it skips over her. Yes, Sean Jones. Uh, I was I, I got distracted. My apologies. Uh, shout out for you guys. And for Orchid for, for sacrificing and letting me, let me take her spot. I feel like since I'm taking Orchid's spot this time, I should I should be like kind of closer to Elmis, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to to try and do that. I can't love one of you more than the other. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> thank you guys for for having me on, letting me let me be part of the uh, crazy, make some make some fun jokes in chat. Um. Yeah, more or less, you guys were putting up with me. Well, thanks for being Absolutely, here. man. Might not have been able to crimson double with you this year, but we can podcast together. Yep. And so now, rounding out the episode, remember, you can talk to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at heyitsorchid, or at Mrs. underscore Hyven. 
You can email us, guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review or join our Discord. Ellis, I just want to say, as you took a break after, remember, I'm within my mind waiting for you to go, avoid legal snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's going to call out the Skype recording. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my God. I would have broke so hard. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> that's it. Well, I guess that's it. So, goodbye, guys. Take care. Adios. Hey, babe. I'm awake. Sorry. You need the bum bums? I need bum bums. <laughs> Ready? Yep. Bum bum bum. Goodbye. There it goes. What did Nick do that made him lose that ability? He just made fun of me every time I told him to avoid legal snags by warning everyone on the call that they're being recorded. It was the longest (laughs) running, like, bad joke. No, bump, 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 goodbye is. (gasps) That is a cherished tradition. That's a staple at this point. Oh, was the Skype call informing you of legal snags. Bump, 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 goodbye is going to be a shirt. Avoid so legal should snags? be avoid legal snags would be awesome. <laughs> avoid legal snags. Tell people you're recording them. No, you just have it's just the avoid because half the time I would just say avoid legal snags before you guys would be like, oh my god. Fine, I'll make it a shirt, but I guarantee you no one will buy it. <clears throat> Go buy the whole stock. <laughs> That's pointless. I'm excited to make little. Babe, you're muted. I unmuted myself, but it didn't work. You don't even know if it was a beloved joke because you didn't ask. You just decided. How do you know people like bump, 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 goodbye? You just do. We like it, but... Hey, come on. When she falls asleep and we have that that substitute bump, bumps... It's the funniest thing we've ever done, I think. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, babe. Hey, babe. What? the the bump, bumps? I love that Arf actually thought... We had woke you up. I was like, then that, <laughs> that transition brother was seamless, Elvis. No, baby, right. that, uh, that review I showed you today was another not ARF review on podcast or on Podbean or whatever that. I, I'm aware. I know. Did you not notice that he specifically said his episode was the best episode? <laughs> yeah, I caught, I caught on. <laughs> it I just laugh. didn't laugh as hard as you. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. I was amused. Are you not amused? Maybe. No, I'm Elemist. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ch- hopefully enjoy recording this one. The last one I didn't enjoy because I did it in a car, in a hotel room, and in a car. Hmm. And I didn't sleep any because I did it all in like a really short span of time because of the funeral. But Which, sorry. Better. It's cool. I didn't know him, so. And I mean, she did pretty like, good. Yeah. It's cool. I went back to <clears throat> I went back to work, and two of my coworkers were talking about how it had been a rough week, 
And one of them was like, yeah, man, I'm just done with this week. And the other one was like, yeah, it's been a real kick in the teeth. I was like, right? Why has this week just sucked? And they were like, um, yeah. I mean, I'm so sorry. How are you doing? Like, it just felt like I, I was like agreeing with them that like the week in general sucked. And they like, it was basically like, ah, crap. I mean, you win. You win. My bad. Our weeks haven't been as bad as yours. I was like, no, 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 just because I went to a funeral does not mean that my week just automatically was worse than yours. Like, you could still have a crummy right. week, too. And I just, like, I made them feel bad, and I didn't mean to. No, I mean, it, everything went well. I guess in case any of this ends up in the podcast for anyone listening. Not until we start. Yeah, we haven't started. Because, I mean, last week, it was really sad. I was listening to last week's, and I was talking about how he made, like, a bad turn. And then, like, I was listening to it post-funeral. Is that Elsa? Where? On the screen. Oh, Sean's on the screen. What the right. Heck? Sean, we can't hear you. <clears throat> it might need a second to turn on. Oh, is this going to be a flaming situation? Remember how long it took that poor guy to figure out how to have his video and his audio at the same time? <laughs> Can you hear me? Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, there Ooh. we go. Awesome. Is that Elsa? No, that is Coco. That's mine. Oh, is Elsa Sarah's? Yeah, Elsa Sarah's, and she's gotten real chonky. <laughs> she's gotten real chonky. That's she used to be like this little itty-bitty skinny thing. Maybe it's because Coco's nope. not there to like run around and play with her anymore. Oh, no, it's because they got her fixed finally. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that tends to happen. Yep, they got it she's fixed, and now she's, uh... You get fat, trust me. It looks like a cartoon character, like someone blocked up her nose, and she tried to blow. She went, oh, my <laughs> God. Ivan put a candle in his nose today, and I tried to plug the other nostril for him to blow it out, and instead his dad, like, punched it up his nose. He didn't <laughs> punch it. He lightly smacked it up there, but I was like, ow! Because the so, restaurant thought it was our birthday, and so they brought us the dessert with a candle. And we were like, I mean, our anniversary, but, like, we'll still take it. I think my uh, headset something's a little off. You sound a little underwater right now, hon. But that might I just do? be me. Yeah. It, not to me. Okay, maybe it's just me. I thought your audio sounded fine the other day. I am just want to be 100% sold on these things before I, like, especially since I'm now considering a dynamic microphone. But I think <laughs> it's just my headset. So, okay. Hyphen, what I'm hearing is your dad whacks you. Yes. Sometimes. It hurts. No, it was like a long time ago. He accidentally like shoved a straw up my nose. So, like, the running thing, he keeps like shoving things up my nose. But I was like, what, are you, what in the world are you doing? Just stab me in the nose. I just Sorry, wanted my... to see him shoot the <clears throat> candle out like a snot rocket. <laughs> yep. All Sorry, right. You my... said this is going to be a short episode? A really one, like an actual short episode, or no? It, it depends on how many helmet jokes. Are not made. actually a short episode, so it's a full length. <laughs> Honestly, there's going to be like five lore entries. So it'll be a short. I think be a even short less than that. Just the oh, right. Think to discuss. Yeah. I did my research help you at all, LMS? It did. I was like, I feel like I'm going to, like, look into all of this stuff, and he's just going to be like, well, scrap this shit. No, because, like, there were a few, um, 
like all your your Devrim stuff, I just That's left the way cool. it is. Oh, cool. That's cool. I learned he really likes tea. I have. He's British. Yeah, but like really likes hey, babe. tea. Like, if you hover over the mute button, but don't click it with your mouse, you get your microphone levels. When you yeah, talk, what number do you hit? When I talk, I hit at highest an eight. That's pretty good. I'm like an eight or a nine. About an eight. Yeah. I get to about nine. Nine max. Good. We're all pretty even. Then. Sean, why do you seem so distracted right now? He's playing, uh, right? I'm scrolling through things. Because I just figured out I could put this in. Once I eventually get to the send button. Look, I understand you're trying to put your penis in Kelsey right now, but I don't need to hear about Not... how you finally figured out how to put it in. Oh, there we go. Oh, I put a phasma. Put your phasma in it. I put a little phasma in it. So anyways. Or phasmic. You're really quiet again. That's because I'm disappointed. Okay, I'm okay. just, you were just, I just know me and you were really quiet last week. Ellis, okay. I turned you down I to like. I promise yell this whole time. No, no. I turned her and me up to like negative, like, I mean, like 13, 14. And you guys down like, Orky was like three. You were like eight. It was like crazy. Yeah. So loud and Sean. All right, hey, I'm ready. Well, I've okay. also got you on the TV, so I'm. Looking okay, up. That's, fine. that's how I see you guys. All right, that's acceptable. I'll allow it. Moving on. And go. You're not. You don't have to do that. I know. <laughs> that's the you know where to cut everything else out of. I was surprised it actually worked. I was like the timing was pretty good. I just lined them up and it worked pretty good. Our ghetto as, clap as, actually works. As long as it's within like one or two seconds, it works. I think it's even shorter than that. All right, which is good. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I have like Apex open. I got. No, I said close. What are you do? Okay, I need to close a couple of these random maps. Save some bandwidth. All right, I kill. Oh wait, nope. I don't need origin access. All right, I've killed some apps. What about orgies? Need those. You're not invited. Gotta have those. You can't sit with us. At the orgy? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> clap for a clap again for a reset. <laughs>